Welcome back into Football and Laws Podcast. This is episode 70. Woo, one off of 69. And I'm Justin. I'm Caleb. I'm joined by my co-host, Caleb. He just introduced himself. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what a day, what a night, whatever you want to call it. Guess what? Chicken butt. There's football this weekend. There's football this weekend? Are you kidding me? Is it that time already? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. Well, good First deal. off, there is preseason football and some notables, I guess we can get into before we talk about our fantasy football stuff. So you so kindly brought up the Ravens. Was it 20? 24. 24. The Ravens had a 24 preseason game win streak. And it finally got snapped in the most like epic fashion last night. The Redskins. Oh, I'm sorry, my fault. The Commanders. Oh, you said the hard words. My bad. The Commanders <laughs> came back and drilled like a 40 something yard field goal to win it with the in the last second with quarterback Jake Fromm with the final drive down the field. Nice. How about nice. that? Let's so, talk about the uh Redskins. Um, oh my goodness, he said the thing. So, have you been keeping up with their name drama? Nah, honestly, I at this point, there's no telling what the hell's going to come from it. So, I've just been. They legit might have to go back to the Redskins and or the football team. Well, obviously, they're going to go back to the football team. There ain't no chance they're going back to the Redskins. I think that would cause too much drama. Well, just like the Seminoles of Florida State got approval to be the Seminoles. Well, I mean, at this point... It'd be a similar thing here. I mean, at this point, it was such a huge ordeal for them to change the name. Kind of. So, I mean, at this point, I can't see them going back to it after all the struggle. It also was a Dan Snyder, like, try to save face thing. Uh, I guess so. So, with that being said, do you remember when <laughs> me, you, and my brother Matthew played? Was it Madden 21? Oh, yeah. And we all three got a franchise and had made them relocate. And uh-huh. I was like, well, fuck it. Washington is literally going by the football team here. So, I'm going to move them to London. There you go. The Monarchs, baby, let's go. <laughs> I think you actually moved. Well, did you move the Jets to Brooklyn? I, I think I did move them to Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, and then I don't remember who Matthew was, but he moved them to Mexico City. I can't remember who he had either, but yeah, it was fun. I, I actually got the new Madden, so I'm about to make myself a new Ultimate or uh, franchise team and do the whole draft and everything. Let's go. Let's go. Our... Speaking of drafts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's mock draft season, baby. Oh, yeah. So, me and Caleb tried to do a mock last night, and mm-hmm. we were just. I don't know if it was rust or just completely unprepared. Oh, no. My team was pretty good. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the draft itself. Oh. What do you talking mean? about trying to get into one together. I mean, that was you gotta be enough. on your toes. 
Well, we ended up using one that was completely computer generated to where it was just me and Caleb. Right. Well, it's probably easier to do that one at the start because you get people that will get in there, draft like three players and leave, and it's all auto-picked and takes forever. Plus, you have to sit there well, and wait like 10 minutes just to get the right specifics you are in. On the auto-pick thing, do you believe that it's people doing it or I wonder who I'm getting in this place and then they save them? I think a good and chunk then whenever of it is... They get, I, I think it's just people that are bored. You think it's people that are bored? One hundred percent. It's just people that are fucking bored. There, you get a handful that are serious like us, but most people get in there, they'll talk shit to random people they don't know and leave because they're bored. I think that there are. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna say there's twenty five percent of people that don't know where they're drafting, so they will do a mock draft, just one singular mock draft. In each position, they'll take the first three players and then auto-pick the rest, right? Mm-hmm. And then they'll save those drafts because they email them to you. Mm-hmm. And they'll save them, and then as soon as they get word which pick they are, they go straight to that email. And they're like, who did I get? I wonder what kind of team I can build. And then they formulate their strategy. The other 75%, I think, is just people wasting time. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are pretty fair odds. So, for the people that are not wasting time, Mm -hmm. let's talk about... I don't want to give up too much, because me and Caleb, we've yet to draft, and our league is $300, and we're in the same league together, so we're also doing this trying not to give away... Our secrets to each other. We, I draft six, Caleb drafts eight. Uh huh. So, with that being said, let's try an exercise. What is your two strategies that you would prefer going into this season for people in PPR snake drafts? Well, maybe me being the overthinker I am, I pretty much go in with every possible strategy and then it whittles down to what everybody else does. That's the end game factor. So it's really hard to mm-hmm. judge how you're going to plan a strategy because things will flip on the fly. So you really got to go in head first with a couple different things. If you are drafting in the middle of the rounds, six, seven, eight is where Travis Kelsey is usually going. If you are in a PPR league, having Travis Kelsey in that rip I've had it for the last two years, and you've seen my team pop off. All only thing that stopped me is injuries from winning, pretty much. Um, he is the outlier for for fantasy when it comes to uh, PPR leagues, especially when everyone's getting the best wide receivers and best running backs right off the rip. Well, you can get the best tight end, and then the second best tight end gets a hundred hundred twenty points less. Uh, less so right off the rip you're already at an advantage um now that's only if you're okay, right so, in the middle of the draft though so let's say you're five six seven eight and we'll do a stretch for nine for some drafts because i know some people are like it's a tight end fucking um let's just say five through nine your favorite strategy five through nine would be travis kelsey and then some well i wouldn't even include five I think six is the cutoff. Like six, I wouldn't, if I'm at five, I would not draft Travis Kelsey. 
six is the cutoff and six and further. If he's still available at your nine, 10, 11, 12, you're fucking taking him. But yeah, six, you're, six, you're seven, taking eight. him at nine, 10, 11. Yeah, six, seven, eight. So you think six, seven, eight, six, seven, eight, your strategy should be Kelsey and then some. Exactly. Now, if you don't want to do that, you trust other All right. tight ends. Well, 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 just well, yeah. hang on. I want your second one after I give my first one. Okay. Caleb, you know where I'm going with this, baby. I hope so. It won me a championship how many years ago? I don't know at this point, like five. I, th- I think it was two. That's it might be enough. three. But I went wide receiver round one. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver round two. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver round three. Round three. Mm-hmm. And then Cooper Cup round four. <laughs> Which is kind of fucking crazy. So four straight wide receivers. I was pick number six. It is a give me all of the touchdown catch receivers. That's it. That's all it is. It's identify your point getters at wide receiver. Get the top four at the time that they're coming across. If you have to reach for a couple, you might have to. Because you got to think. You got six pick. You got five, four, three, two, one, one, two, three, four, five before it comes back to you. I reached for Cooper Cup. I reached for Amari Cooper. DK Metcalf fell in my lap, and Devontae Adams was there. This was crazy. Yeah, so I think last night when we did our mock draft, I took four running backs as well. And then I took four – sorry, sorry, receivers. Sorry, my cat's fucking messing with shit. You're good. Um, I took four receivers – and then I don't even think I took two running backs after that. I think I maybe took a running back. But somewhere down the line, I ended up with fucking Dalvin Cook. And uh, hold on, I can pull it up right now. I ended up with Dalvin serviceable. Cook. Serviceable. Rashad White. Yeah, serviceable running backs. Yeah, so I went. My four top picks were CeeDee Lamb, Devonta Adams, Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley. Then I got Dalvin Cook, Rashad White as my running backs. That was drafting yeah, at the eleventh spot. That's that's sweet. Then I kept going. I got Kadarius Tony, Dalton Schultz, Rashad Penny, Alan Lazard, and then I finally took quarterbacks. Took Jared Goff, and I took a quarterback late here because if if you guys know the Lions, they're always playing playing catch up. So Jared Goff, um, <laughs> some people might not be like Jared Goff. Why would you want him as a tight end? Uh, he still got a solid 289 points. Now it's not the 300 something, 400 something points you want from a team, um, but they're always playing catch up, so you know he's going to be slinging the ball. Let's be and, honest. Uh, if you're taking quarterback in the first four rounds, if you're not taking Mahomes, Burrow, or Hurts, exactly, maybe a stretch on Lamar. You're wasting your time. Exactly, and then the next the next round, I went ahead and got my backup quarterback, and I ended up getting Daniel Jones, which, as we know, last year he played quite well, and he has a few few more additions this year that might be able to help him out. Um, but both of those guys were ranked like nine and ten at quarterback last year. I think I could be wrong, um, but that's what it says on here. It could just be like their rankings for this season. I don't know. But needless to say, if you get yourself put in a good spot, 
you can make yourself a good team. Um, so, so I guess for my second strategy, um, it, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a tough decision because those are like the two big ones that you want to aim for. Running back wise are kind of rough. You can do the alternating depending on what spot you're in. You want to go receiver in the later rounds. Running backs you want to kind of get early. I think Justin uh, Jefferson is going to be the number one pick overall in most drafts this year. Agreed. Agreed. And then probably going to tick down. Probably going to be running back, running back, receiver, running back, I think, is what's going to happen in our league. Um, so, but if you can get one of those top 10 running backs right off the rip, then get you a bunch of good receivers for the next, like, three picks and then take you a second running back, I think that's probably good as well. So me and you, I think we got the same idea. I think you said receivers in the second running back. Mine would be, it, to me, it's called the running back anchor strategy. Uh-huh. You take running back in the first round, but you have to set your sights on the top five running backs, right? Right. So we're talking, um, you know, Austin Eckler, Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley, Derrick Henry. Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey. I would say Nick Chubb's on the outer ends of that, and then I would as be much as much hype as Nick Chubb is getting. He better be a fucking top running back, or yeah. I'd be pissed. And then, but I would add Bijan Robinson to that list. Hot take: I don't think he's going to be a top ten running back. That's my hot take for the year. All right, I like the hot take. We like hot takes. Not saying he won't be a top ten eventually. I just don't think he's going to be a top ten this season. But I would, I would add him if you're doing a. This type strategy. Now, it's not a running back, three wide receivers, four if you have a flex Mm -hmm. like we do. Um, Three wide receivers or four, and then take your backup running back. It's a take your anchor, fill your roster, minus kicker defense, then take a running back. So you're going to take running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, Quarterback, mm-hmm. wide receiver, tight end, wide receiver, then you're running back. Makes sense. Then you're hoping to get an Evan McPherson in the tenth round. Uh-huh. Um, if you're going earlier than eleventh for kicker, and you're not getting Justin Tucker, Evan McPherson, or who's the third one? Is it Young Way Coop? Probably. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, like top three kickers. And then there's a cutoff. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the guys that might miss an extra point. But you always get those so people like, that will end up surprising you. Yes, you do. And so I think there's a there's a stack there. But yeah, the running back anchor. So you take your guy in the first round if you mm-hmm. have to reach regardless. Then you fill that team. Now the key in the running back stack, or like the running back uh anchor is you have to stack a quarterback and a wide receiver. Makes sense. So Pat Mahomes, a Sky Moore, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson, Derek Carr, Garrett, uh Chris Lave. Chris Lave. Ryan Tannehill, DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> now my question is, in the same division, which wide receiver are you stacking with Trevor Lawrence? Uh, Calvin Ridley. Either, uh-huh. either Calvin Ridley or what's his name? Uh, 
fucking yeah zay jones zay jones yeah so no uh, i'm doing calvin ridley 100 percent of the time calvin really 100 percent, but i think zay jones is a, a probably a clear number two for the team he popped off last season i would definitely yeah. be looking at him in the later rounds for him to still be available if you see him in those later rounds take him immediately above anyone else because if something happens to calvin really he's the guy and he proved himself last year okay now uh let's go to let's go north chicago is dj Moore your stack with justin fields or are you sticking with darnell mooney um it dj Moore is the guy to go i don't know if you noticed but in our mock draft last night darnell mooney went in like the last round almost yeah, it is I a noticed. it is a clear cut. DJ Moore is him, and I think now is this a I think DJ Moore sleeper pick. It could be, it could be, but I I don't think Justin Fields is going to be like top tier at throwing this year. But DJ Moore is going to be the guy to look to, and I could definitely see him sneaking in the third round this year. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that a lot. Okay, I, like I don't you a lot. I didn't set a timer. Hey, me too. I like you a lot. Well, Anywho, you. I did not set a timer, so let's let's move to the Titans cut Trey Wolf and Caleb Shudak. Shudak. I think, I okay, think his yeah. name is Caleb Shudak. I think you're correct in that. I just didn't know if that's how we were pronouncing it. Yeah, that's close enough. So, um, they sign. Is it Badgley? Yeah, Michael Badgley. He actually was on the team a couple of years back, kicked for him. All right, cool. Nice. Uh, you need a veteran. If you're not going to be able to make kicks, you need a guy that can make extra points and yeah. make you a 45-yarder to win a game because the offense that the Titans got, the defense the Titans got, let me rephrase that, uh, you're going to you're going to be in field goal games. Yeah, I mean, you always want to get a good field goal kicker, but just just being able to get extra points is the ideal. Um, honestly, I don't know what the Titans are doing at this point. They had two young guys they could have gone with. I don't know why all of a sudden they decided to cut them and go with uh, this guy, but I'm sure they're, they know more than us, obviously. But I just like to know what the thought process is. So I'm looking forward to seeing more about that in the next coming days. Um, but well, look as, at... Uh... Go ahead. Blankenship, Rodrigo, glasses. He got right. caught again by the Buccaneers. So, like, Roberto, Roberto Oguayo, supposed to be, like, the next, like, can't-miss guy. Right. And these, these there's going to be happen. those guys. There's going to be those guys that come up. But for them to cut two young guys to bring in a guy that used to have a couple years ago, I don't know what I don't know what the deal is. Um, I remember you, when I went to the training you, camp, I saw them. They made yeah. all their kicks. So, I don't, I don't understand. Personally. But in the game, they're not. So, uh, yeah, I didn't get to watch the game last week too much. So I don't know if what all they made yeah. or missed. All right. Well, let's tra- transition. All right. I said there was football this week. As promised, here is the week zero college football schedule. We got Navy and Notre Dame, and I believe that this is the Dublin. Uh, game. It's in our Aviva Aviva Stadium in Dublin, Interesting. Ireland. Interesting. 
Um, and we have Notre Dame, who's ranked 13th, starting as a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, this is a good game for me because you know what time of year it is. What? Justin's Jewels. Oh, yeah. We're going to take the first half line in this game. I'm trying to locate it. But we're going to take the first half Navy more than likely. Mm-hmm. I have to find the number that we're looking for, but 20 and a half seems about about right. Gotcha. As far as like the end end of game score, but these first uh, these first games against service academies with the triple option and special whatever you want to call it offenses. <laughs> It's right. harder for these Power 5 teams and independents like Notre Dame to keep up with it. And it is 11 and a half. So we're going to go, we're going to lock it in. Navy 11, plus 11 and a half. Gotcha. Interesting. That's, that's going to be the first one of the year. Might well, be the only one this week. Keep it simple. Write that down real quick. What do, you, what do you think about Navy and Notre Dame? Um, I feel like Notre Dame's probably going to come out killing them, yeah, personally. Um, they do have a new offensive coordinator, though, so it's going to be interesting to see how that develops with the offense. Um, I forgot who the coach is in Notre Dame currently. Marcus Freeman. Yeah, okay, there you go. But he's he's still got a lot to prove for himself, and I feel like, you know, get the ball rolling, pile on points. That's all, all right. I can say about the- that. That's on NBC at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time or Central Time. Gotcha. At 4.30 Central Time on CBS Sports Network, we got UTEP at Jacksonville State. Yes, that's a Division One program at a Division One huh. AA program. Nice. The line is actually even. Surprising. Interesting. So that might be one to just like, you know, I'm bored. Let me see what the score is. Oh, yeah. Then we have UMass traveling to New Mexico State at 6 p.m. on ESPN. Who do you think is favored in this game? New the reason I ask is I can see you're not you're not looking actively. Uh, no, I'm not. New Mexico State, I don't know. Okay, but how many? I don't know, man. I don't know anything about these teams. I only pay attention Six to the top 25. Half. Six and a half. Six and a half points. That's crazy. Okay, 6 p.m. on FS1. We got Ohio traveling to San Diego State. San Diego State is a two and a half point favorite. Gotcha. And then we got the one where we've all been waiting for. Hawaii travels to West End. Nashville, Tennessee. Hell yeah, give me Vandy. Vlanderbilt. Vandy is favored by 17 and a half points. Nice. We going the over this game this year for their wins? I think it's set at three and a half, so it's close. I'll it's give them close. five. I'll give them five wins this year. All right. You heard it here. Caleb's first bet of the year is over Vandy three and a half. Let me check this season. out. Vandy's got Hawaii, Alabama, and M, Wake Forest. Two wins. 
Mm. Wake Forest will be mm. tough. UNLV. Yes, three. Kentucky, Missouri. Mm. Mm. Florida, Georgia, Ole Miss. Mm. Auburn, oh South Carolina, Tennessee. Ooh, that's... One of those games, one of those SEC games, they're going to win. That is close. Caleb over three and a half wins on the on the Vanderbilt. I like that. Um, San Jose State travels to USC on the Pac-12 network. Nobody is going to watch this game. USC's favored by 31. Sounds about right, but, you know, we've seen more shockers in the world. Then we got FIU at La Tech. La Tech is a 11-point favorite on La CBS Tech. Sports Network at 8 p.m. Hell yeah. So, now, let's go back to Vanderbilt real quick. Have you seen pictures of their stadium? Yeah, it's honestly miserable as shit. So, they're like 43,000, and I said, fuck it, we're going to start remodeling now. Uh-huh. There's two dirt piles visible from the stadium. Oh, it's because even, they're in the it's they're worse. in the end zones. Mm-hmm. If you look from the away side at the home side press box, it's really bad. Yeah, it's kind of an it's embarrassment really for them right now, but they're I, dropping I, to what twenty eight thousand five hundred. Oh yeah, it's pretty bad. Um I don't know why they decided to do this. Obviously there's definitely some thought process between how they want to work things. I don't know. I work in construction. The only thing I can say is shit didn't happen right somewhere down the line. And this is the only opportunity they had to start it. If they wanted to get it started early, start now. Yeah. And there's going to be, they're dropping from 43 to 34 anyways, but to drop all the way to 28 for a season is brutal. And I'm sure they're going to limit tickets like they're probably going to try to cater fans first, but I'm sure they're going to limit tickets to uh, outside fans, yeah, until away Georgia fans. But well, I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's it's going to happen either way, but I don't know. It is what it is. At, at this point, if you're dropping this low, you can't you can't do the ticket thing because you you need to just you need you need to sell out twenty eight five hundred every game. Yeah, it's going to be embarrassing week one when they don't. Well, that's why the only jewel this this year, I messed up last year, and I had three week zero games. This year, there's only one. And we're going to focus on that one because it's primetime Saturday, 1.30. Everybody's going to be fired up. It's going to be Notre Dame. It's a national televised game. There it gives, is. Gives us something to watch. Gives us something to watch. Now, fantasy football drafts are coming up. Yep. Yep. Do not draft. (laughs) Do not draft until Sunday night at the latest or at the earliest. Yeah, you'd be pretty fucking stupid if you still draft before the preseason ends. At this point, like, what are you doing? Terrible. I don't I don't understand any of it, but here we go. I'm excited. We we made it. Um next summer we're probably gonna do a little bit better of not forcing podcasts. Uh-huh. I think is what we talked about. Right. And let's uh 
let's have a year. Absolutely. Football is back. We'll be able to have some game coverage for next week. And uh we still gotta we still gotta get our, our bets placed for uh the NFL. So maybe we'll be doing that here pretty soon on our own time. See what we can make out of it. Maybe we can add a couple of college, or maybe we could just do the SEC. That'd be something. Hey, we'll 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 figure it out. I'm thinking, damn it. Um, I'm thinking. Let's just we might we might need to do a parlay thing this year instead of just jewels. I might focus on one one a week, and then we'll do a parlay thing. Yeah, we can come to it as time goes on. All right, man. Well, I've had enough. I don't know about you. Yep, I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. All right, guys. Y'all, Tighten up. Yeah, y'all take it easy. Tighten up. Roll Tide.